It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Well, it's a rematch. Time for another Bengals-Ravens Locked On crossover. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, football fans? It's another Locked On Crossover Thursday. Locked On Ravens, Locked On Bengals. We've got Wild Card Weekend Sunday night football action coming up this week. We've got Kevin Ostreicher from the Locked On Ravens podcast, along with myself, Jake Lisko, and James Rapine from the Locked On Bengals podcast here on Crossover Thursday, presented by our friends at prize picks so fun so easy to play daily fantasy done right no competing against other players just you against those projections all you do is you pick two to five players from whether they will score more or less than their prize picks projection you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry it will take 60 it can take 60 seconds or less to get those entries in it's that easy we love prize picks and we know you will too and you'll get that 100 instant deposit match up to 100 dollars Right now at prizepicks.com with promo code locked on. Again, prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Guys, as we do every crossover Thursday, we start with the biggest stories going on as we head into a playoff game this time. The third time the Ravens and Bengals will meet this season. And Kevin, as the visiting team, I will give you the honors of telling me that Lamar Watch continues to be the biggest story with the Baltimore Ravens. It is. It's, it's been the story ever since he got injured in week 13. And we have kind of been not left in the dark, but kind of left in the dark with the whole situation is there hasn't necessarily been a clear and concrete, accurate timeline. A lot of people thought he'd be back by week 16, sprained his PCL, but even still we're getting reports that the swelling has not gone down. Lamar's tried to do some work on the knee and it, it just hasn't felt right for him. So he did not practice again on Wednesday he's now missed more than a month with the injury and, and you have to wonder if he's able to come back for this one things are trending in the wrong direction for that though the, the Ravens need him they need him badly on the field because we've seen this offense without him struggle in, in multiple aspects red zone offense has been really bad for them this year the dynamic ability of, of Lamar both as a thrower and as a runner I mean these Ravens quarterbacks Tyler Huntley Anthony Brown, Lamar has underrated arm strength. He's able to push the ball down the field, get a couple deep shots going. Tyler Huntley doesn't have that arm strength. And while Anthony Brown, he can, he has some of it. He's not as dynamic of an athlete as Lamar is. So I think Lamar gives you obviously the best chance to win, but where is he in terms of his recovery? If he's not able to go out there and be Lamar Jackson, either as a thrower or as a runner, I don't, I don't know if you're the Ravens, what you do there. So then the other question becomes, can the Ravens win without Lamar Jackson? I personally, you know, haven't seen enough from Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown to say, oh, yeah, the Ravens, they, they can go out there and they can stifle a Bengals team, a Bengals offense that has hit their stride over the last few months. So then the question after that becomes, who gives you the better shot if Lamar can't play? Is it Tyler Huntley or is it Anthony Brown? You know, do you sacrifice some arm strength in Tyler Huntley to have the experience? Because Tyler Huntley has plenty of starting experience now based off the last two years. 
or is an Anthony Brown who did have the three turnovers, but I thought showed a little bit of promise here and there throughout that Bengals game. So here we're, we're on Thursday right now. Lamar didn't practice on Wednesday. Maybe he just needs limited practice. You know, he has that extra couple hours because it's a Sunday night game instead of a Sunday at 1 p.m. game. Maybe that gives him some hope. But I, I know for now the biggest story is can Lamar Jackson play? And, and with a mispractice on Wednesday, the questions are, down, are turning to who can step up in his potential absence and can the Ravens win without him? Well, you say hope, I hear cope, as the kids say on the internet, as the Ravens try to find an answer starting quarterback. Just to hit the injuries in general really quick here, a lot of guys resting for the Ravens on Wednesday, but the ones to watch will certainly be uh, Tyler Huntley with the, the arm stuff going on for him. I think Gus Edwards as the backup running back with the concussion that he suffered in Week 18 will be one to watch on the Ravens' side. Apparently, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, both limited. I, I would guess both of those guys play. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that. It would be surprising if anything were to go another direction there. And on the Bengals side of things, Alex Kappa, certainly not available this week. They're not rolling him out for the playoffs yet, but he won't be available this week for sure. And T. Higgins is one that we're keeping an eye on with reportedly a hit pointer, but on the injury report on Wednesday for the Bengals, he was listed as a did, did not participate with an illness. And the other one for the Bengals was Cam Taylor Britt was limited with a groin injury and the Bengals have been tested at corner, but that's not the biggest story for the Bengals. Just wanted to get the injury notes out of the way. James, tell us about the biggest story from the Cincinnati perspective. Simple. Can they put together a complete game and, and get into the groove that's needed to make it out of this AFC for a second straight year? Because if you look at the quarterbacks, it is just so loaded in this conference. And it's not just Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. I mean, if, if Lamar plays, of course, he's in that mix. You, you got Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert. I mean, there, there's a ton of great quarterbacks, and it makes the NFC look like, you know, the, the MAC conference, to be quite honest, from a quarterback standpoint. And so uh, they have to get rolling on offense. And it just happens to be that they're starting with the best outside of maybe the Bengals defense, the best defense left on the AFC side of the bracket. So this is a great test for this offense, for Joe Burrow, for Jamar Chase, for this entire offense to see if they could put together a complete game against a team that certainly knows them well. We know how ugly it was last week where this, this offense really struggled to get things going, especially in the second half. But even in the first half, they were aided uh, by some turnovers by Brown that they were able to take advantage of. We'll see if they can get going early in this one. I I expect them to to come out strong and, and come out fast. It, but this is going to be a tough game. And it's a tough game because this defense that they're playing on Sunday, and I'm not just saying that because Kevin's here. We have a lot of Locked On Ravens listeners. It's the best defense they're going to face until the Super Bowl, except for the guys potentially they face in practice. Because I think Bengals-Ravens, it's a pretty e even uh, matchup there if you compare these defenses. There might be a little more uh star power on one side than the other, but uh, pretty even there. So that's what I want to see. Can this offense uh, play a complete game? If so, I'm not sure it matters if eight plays or not. If not, well, certainly it matters, and it opens the door even if Tyler Huntley's under center for this Ravens team to to sneak past the Bengals in the wild card round, even though a lot of people are looking past them. I'm certainly not looking past Baltimore this week. Maybe not a primary story, but a secondary story to me coming out of the Week 18 game listening to Mike Hilton in the locker room, for example, on Wednesday saying he, he thinks that both teams didn't really show a whole lot. There's been a lot of discussion around that 
on the Bengals side of things on the on the episode we did yesterday on Locked On Bengals. Kevin, we were talking about the offense anyway. Was essentially doing a lot of early season passing stuff. They didn't show the Ravens anything terribly different from what they showed the Ravens in Week Five, even though it has come a long way in terms of schematic changes on the Bengals' offensive side of the ball. When you went back and watched the Ravens uh, in terms of their schematic approach, would you agree that the Ravens also not necessarily show a whole lot in terms of things that look like what they've been doing lately? Or do you think that they essentially played the game roughly within the bounds that you would expect them to play from an approach perspective in the wild card round? Yeah, so, uh, for Baltimore's offense, I think with them resting so many guys, I think it, it, w- it was a little bit different by proxy where mm-hmm. when you add back J.K. Dobbins and you add back Kevin Zeitler and Mark Andrews, and even if Lamar Jackson's there, it's just a different offense in general. When you have Lamar versus not Lamar, stuff is going to change there. So I think it's it's kind of a wash on the offensive side because I think things would will be different with those guys coming back. On defense, I think they didn't show necessarily a ton. I think Mike McDonald will definitely have a few things up his sleeve come playoff time, come this wild card game against the Bengals. But I think that, you know, both teams, Baltimore and this one, it was tough with the whole coin flip situation, but they they rested their guys. They had an opportunity if they wanted to to say, hey, we're going to play our guys. We're going to try to win this game. We're going to see what happens with the Chargers. The Bengals essentially had to play their guys. So there was that kind of, Are they going to go all out here? Are they going to show 50% of what they got, 25%? I think for the Ravens, their defense, it's tough based off of everything, but I think we're going to see a couple of different things, maybe more aggressiveness blitz-wise on Sunday. But the Ravens had opportunities to bring Joe Burrow down. Joe Burrow did a good job of escaping the pocket, staying upright, and getting the ball to his receivers. So I think the Ravens, a key for them is to be able to get Joe Burrow down. And I think how they do that is maybe show him a couple of different looks over the course of Sunday's wildcard round, because I don't think they showed everything that's in their playbook right now. Something that we can continue to get into as we pivot and start talking about some of the biggest matchups. And I think that, Kevin, you just hit on one of them that will – get back to in a little more detail here in just a minute. Bet online is your number one source for all things sports wagering, including the NFL playoffs, which obviously start this weekend. And whether you're leaning Ravens or you're leaning Bengals and the Bengals, obviously a home favorite you can wager on that game. You can wager on every single NFL playoff matchup. Maybe you want to get ahead of things and you think, you know, who's going to win the Super Bowl. Well, go to Bet Online right now, and it's not just NFL, it's the NBA, it's all things college hoops as well in full swing in one spot. Bet Online. I've used them, you should too, at Bet Online, where the game starts. And I'm super excited to tell you about our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game, Ultimate Football GM. And if you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL general manager and managing your own football franchise, your dream can come true. And this game is 100% definitely for you. You can manage every strategic aspect of your team. You can play through the season, lead your team to glory. You're responsible for things like hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players. You can make draft picks. You can even navigate your franchise through free agency and that draft as well. And all the ups and downs of a season. You have all this in a super challenging and really realistic game world. Also, Football Jam is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want and when you want to. And the Locked On NFL hosts are having their own competition going on right now, so you can do the same if you want to with your friends or even with your family. Locked On Ravens and Locked On Bengals listeners in a 100% free boost of their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. Download the game. says at ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Also, in full GM, start your dynasty today. 
Guys, let's talk about some of the big matchups in this game. And, and I want to stick to to where we were before we came into the break, because you said that you thought Mike McDonald kept some of his weapons holstered on defense, as it were. Uh, what we've seen from the Ravens in two games this year is that they do not like to blitz Joe Burrow. They've brought more than four rushers, I think, on six out of 81 or 82 dropbacks against Joe Burrow in their two games. And like you said, Kevin, they were able to get pressure with four a few times. And despite not really being able to do that on a consistent basis this year, Justin Matabike, Justin Houston, Adafi Owa, uh, especially inside, we're winning some of their matchups and we're getting some pressure. And, and certainly bringing Burrow down is, is something that I'm sure Ravens fans would like to see. On the other side of things, I think McDonald got Burrow a couple times. I think he was confused on a couple of occasions. We saw Burrow inaccurate. I don't expect the inaccuracy to continue for Burrow. We saw him miss some what he described as routine throws. Uh, but I did see a lot of creepers, a lot of a lot of fake blitzes where they drop a guy out on one side, bring pressure from the other side. So so to me, that is a big matchup in this game, that that chess match, because we, we saw Burrow miss a couple of downfield shots and otherwise the passing offense was probably their worst game in quite a while. So from a football perspective, I think that matchup is very interesting. I also am curious to see how Burrow bounces back after a down game. And with a full week to prepare, we talked about last week, the Bengals were late to get into their preparation for this game, uh, not knowing who they were going to be playing and when. So I do think those aspects are pretty interesting, especially when you talk about Marcus Peters probably being back in the mix. Uh, and and a secondary that really tackled really well, a team that tackled really well in Week 18 in the Ravens. Yeah, and I think for Baltimore, we have we've seen a scheme shift from what Don Martindale did in Baltimore for the last four years, where very live by the blitz, die by the blitz with Don Martindale. And we see that even in New York now, where his team is at the top of the categories and blitzing, blitz percentage. But Mike McDonald is a lot more. I always I stay strategic with his blitzes, where he's not going to bring everybody, but he's going to bring pressure in different ways. So for the Ravens, they were, you're right, they were able to get pressure on Burrow. David Ajabo had his first ever sack, first ever strip sack on Joe Burrow on a nice move in, on the outside. So for me, it's can they finish those plays now? Because I thought Joe Burrow did a good job of escaping the pocket, staying upright and getting the ball to his guys. But if one of those plays goes, the if the Ravens are able to bring Joe Burrow down on one of those plays, does a drive change? Do the Bengals get three instead of seven? Do they have to punt instead of getting seven? I think those are the types of plays. And for Baltimore, in a 11-point loss, they turn the ball over four times. If they don't have two of those turnovers, three of those turnovers, I think this is a different ball game. But you're right, Jake, in the fact that I don't think Joe Burrow is going to be as, I guess, inaccurate as he was twice against this Ravens defense and the Ravens defense did their job they were the reason or part of it why Burrow wasn't accurate but I think part of it was just Burrow missing on some throws that I don't think he normally misses so I think you have to take that into account if you're the Ravens defense to say he's probably going to hit on one or two of those throws on wildcard weekend what can you do as the Ravens defense to combat that is it bringing him down once is it generating a turnover the Ravens have to be able to do that against the Bengals especially because you can't necessarily completely stop this Bengals offense they're going to score their points they're going to get theirs but can you as a defense stifle them enough to have an offense whether it's led by Lamar or Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown can you put them in position to go out there and win the game because the Ravens offense was 
gifting the defense not so great field position in this game. Two mm-hmm. shit interceptions on two possessions. The defense had to work with a short field. And obviously the, the Anthony Brown fumble in the end zone, that's not your defense giving up those points. It's the offense. So I think for Baltimore's defense, they're the key in this one, especially if Lamar can't go. For sure. And if if we're going to be confident in Joe Burrow not being as inaccurate, let's be even more confident about his brain because as accurate as he is, I think he's not going to get got twice. Um, and, and you could argue he has, right? Well, he has two games of film now uh, with this new defensive coordinator for the Ravens and this Ravens defense. And one of them obviously includes Roquan Smith, who completely changes what they do. I'd be surprised, just like I'd be surprised if he misses a wide open T Higgins again or misses some of the throws that we saw him miss. I just, what did he do in his second matchup ever against the Ravens, his second matchup ever against the Steelers? He figured it out after being awful against both teams the first time. So I expect him from a mental standpoint to, to be much sharper. And last week was weird. Just going into the game, it was weird. You guys talked about it last week. So uh, we'll see there. Another big matchup, and we'll just stick to the trenches real quick. What do they do? How do they attack? Not just Akeem Adeniji, who I thought played pretty well at right tackle, but you also have Max Sharping now stepping in for Alex Kappa. And so now that entire right side of the line, you want to talk about dropping guys and, and uh, bringing other guys. The, trying that that side is certainly something that uh, that the Ravens are going to do early and often. But naturally, fellas, I'm always about the skill players. We know that. So Marlon Humphrey, Jamar Chase, this secondary versus Jamar Chase, it's, uh, it, it's something I'm looking forward to. And I know they were asking – uh, reporters asked Jamar about Roquan Smith mm-hmm. and some of the extracurriculars on on Wednesday. And uh, so he's going to be ready for it for sure. And I, I think that how the Ravens guard Jamar and, uh, and how he responds. He hasn't had a 150-yard game this year after having multiple 200-yard games last year. So he he's due for a big game. We'll see if it happens this week. I think on the other side of things, and while I agree with that, James, I am – the, the the trench matchup with the Bengals are on offense. The the secondary matchup with the Bengals are on offense are, are both really interesting. The Ravens, as you mentioned, Kevin, get uh, Kevin Zeitler back this week. Bengals fans very familiar. Mark Andrews back this week. And the biggest weapon for the Ravens last week was Isaiah Likely, where Trey Flowers couldn't quite get the job done. And, and that's the Bengals man tight end matchup specialist. And they've, had up and down track record of success against Mark Andrews in the last couple of years. Are you expecting a lot of 12 personnel, 13 personnel this week? I mean, the the receivers for the Ravens hardly contributed in week 18, but Isaiah likely was a big contributor. Uh, Charlie Kohler was, was a contributor with Mark Andrews back. You expecting Mark Andrews, Isaiah likely to be on the field together quite a bit this time. Yeah. I I think the Ravens are going to try to continue to roll out heavy and try to win with the ground game, especially if Lamar can't be out there. But at the same time, you can utilize your tight. This is a pass-centric offense in terms of the tight ends. This pass offense runs through Mark Andrews 100%. So for guys like Likely, I think we will see some more Charlie Kohler in this one. Nick Boyle was cut but brought back to the practice squad early in the week. So maybe he's called up for this game and they can use him. But this offense runs through Mark Andrews in the passing game. But you have to have other guys step up. And we've seen when Isaiah likely has had the heavy workload, when he is the number one tight end. You can go back to the Tampa game when Mark Andrews missed that. You can go back to this Week 18 Cincinnati game. Likely has stepped up and been a problem for defensive backs, for safeties. He's a a mismatch nightmare. And I think 
for Andrews, there, there's this thing that's been going on in Baltimore this year when the Ravens have Andrews on the field. Sometimes the quarterbacks, their, their focus is only on Andrews, where the ball gets thrown to him and it doesn't get spread out a lot. But when Andrews isn't playing, that's when the ball gets spread out to the receivers. You know, you have Sammy Watkins contributing week 18 on a couple of deep shots. You have likely with his big game, Charlie Kohler had his as well. So the ball is getting spread out there. Demarcus Robinson even had nine targets. It only had two catches off of him, but he had targets in this game. So with the Ravens receiving group as it is right now, I mean, you have Bateman's who's been done for the year for months now. Devin Duvernay's also done. Your top receivers now, after cutting to Sean Jackson also, it is Demarcus Robinson, it's Sammy Watkins, it's James Prochet, and it's Tylen Wallace. That's not necessarily the most talented wide receiver group in the league, if he has me. So you have to be able to run the ball, and you have to be able to put the ball in your best player's hands, your best skill position player's hands. And to me, that is Mark Andrews, and that is Isaiah Likely. So I think we'll see Pastor Ricard on the field as well. They sometimes throw the ball to him in the flat, and he, he can move all around the field too. But I would expect the Ravens to go heavy in this one. If Gus Edwards is able to play, it's big for them. But if not, they have J.K. Dobbins. They have Kenyon Drake. They have Justice Hill, all who have played well. But it, it then comes back to the question of if it's not Lamar and if it is Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown, how much do you trust them in a high-octane, big divisional AFC North playoff game to go out there and deliver big throws. I think they can deliver on some of them, but can they deliver on enough of them to be able to complement what could be a dominant run performance for the Ravens, but this Bengals run defense, they're no slouch. Yeah. I, stopping the run is obviously huge for the Bengals. And then the other thing, and Jake and I were talking about it yesterday, Trey flowers kind of struggled a bit against Isaiah likely. And now that Mark Andrews comes back, you have to find a way to make sure those tight ends. We're not talking about, you know, multiple tight ends beating the Bengals defense because that needs to be the steady calming presence for the Bengals in this one. And we could continue our conversation about this huge wild card. I think they call it super wild card weekend about this matchup coming up next. But first a word from built bar, the number one protein bar on the planet, my favorite built bar. And honestly guys on both sides uh, of the coin, the Ravens players and Bengals players should both be eating a built bar a day because well, it's, a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, high in protein, low in sugar, low in calories, covered in 100% chocolate, and whether it's their churro flavor, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, they have something for everyone. And right now, well, yeah, you can order Built Bars at Built.com like you've always been able to, but they're also at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. That's right, your nearest Walmart. You could get cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, yeah, you can get a 13-bar box of their hit flavors, including brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. So make sure you check out Built Bars today at Sam's, Walmart, and Built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. One thing we'll have to continue to talk about probably on our own respective shows is it's time for the game preview or, or the game prediction segment of the Locked On Crossover Thursday episode for Wildcard Weekend. We'll be 
the back-to-back games for Trey Hendrickson, Ronnie Stanley. I thought Hendrickson absolutely bullied Stanley, who's been pretty good this year, had one of his worst games of the year probably in terms of pressures allowed uh, against the Bengals. And then a strength-on-strength matchup for me that that we didn't really get to talk about but will be very important in the running game, Tyler Linderbaum, Kevin Zeitler, and DJ Reader. Um, There's – a bit of a back and forth with those guys. Linderbaum got the best of Reader on one play that I know went viral on, on Ravens Twitter, but Reader did his thing too and, and made a few nice plays in the running game. And so those will certainly be pretty, pretty interesting battles to watch as Linderbaum versus Reader for the next few years will be a fun one when these teams play. Uh, and, you know, the Bengals linebackers as well. I, I think they did not have a great game and run defense last week for, for how well they've played this season. So that'll be something to watch this week as well as we're looking at that Ravens running game. And we'll get into it a little bit more perhaps on our respective shows because now we have to get to predictions, guys. Uh, we're, we're early in the week here. We don't know if Lamar Jackson is playing. I would say this. Our, our friends at Bet Online told us hypothetical lines based on which quarterback will be starting for the Ravens. And currently the line is splitting the difference between Tyler Huntley and, and, uh, and Brown. So Anthony Brown, Anthony Brown. So the markets have very little confidence that Lamar Jackson will play. We don't know that for sure. There was a big money bet placed in Indiana on the Ravens in this game as well. But where are you going, Kevin? Bengals big favorites. How do you see this game playing out? Yeah, it, it's so tough because we we don't know with Lamar. But again, after missing practice on Wednesday, hypothetically, he really only needs like the limited on Friday. But you would you would prefer to get him as much time as you can on the practice field. So if he doesn't practice today on Thursday, you're thinking, well, it's not looking too good. And then obviously, maybe they just rule him out on Friday altogether. So if it's not Lamar. I have a hard time seeing a path for the Ravens to win. I mean, they have them. Like, there is the ability for Baltimore to win without Lamar Jackson. If they can play defense, if they can somehow have a defensive performance of their life, which they've had a couple of those over the past couple of weeks, maybe the Ravens offense led by a Huntley or an Anthony Brown can get the job done. But I just – I haven't seen enough from Baltimore's offense without Lamar Jackson to confidently say, yeah, if the Bengals put up 27 points again, the Ravens offense can do the same. I just, I haven't seen it because we have, we've seen the 13 point performances, the 16 point performances. So then it it all comes full circle. Would you rather have Tyler Huntley or Anthony Brown out there? I say, I say put Brown out there and see what he can do. I I value Huntley starting experience, but I, I would like to see the ball push down the field a little bit, but that's not saying I'm not confident in Tyler Huntley. That's not saying that at all. I still think he can do that, but I do know that for either quarterback, they're not Lamar Jackson. Jackson gives you so much there. So I think, and here's, I guess, the bull prediction. I say that if Lamar's out there, the Ravens win by three. If Lamar's not out there, they lose by 10. That's what I'm saying. 13-point swing on Lamar Jackson. You heard it here first. James, what do you got? That's not crazy because if the Bengals didn't have Burrow, it would be like a 20 point swing. Probably like, I, I think it would be a huge, you know, I mean, per, pretty so. different offenses there, right? Bengals drop back pass first offense, Ravens run first offense, but point taken. I, I don't entirely disagree. They have two weapons. One's Lamar Jackson, the other, yeah. Andrews, you know, like, so that's, that's like part of it. Sorry, JK Dobbins and Isaiah likely. No, yeah. but okay, fine. <laughs> but let's be honest here. Like that's anyways. Yeah. This, this Bengals team, 
to me, this is going to be a lot like last year in, in the Raiders game, which the Bengals handled and they won 26 to 19. I'm going to take the same score, exact score. So do the math there. That's four field goals, two touchdowns on offense. It's not necessarily super pretty. You don't have a bunch of gritties and T Higgins celebrations and coin flip celebrations from Joe Mixon because they only find the end zone twice, but they just, to me, they're, they're similar defenses in the fact that they're going to give opposing offenses hell anytime uh, they're on the field. But the difference is, is the weapons and the firepower for the Bengals. Even if Joe Burrow does get confused a little bit uh, or, or, you know, the Ravens throw a wrench in their plans, which I expect them to, I just think they have enough firepower uh, to, to win at home and, and win by a score. So 26-19, Justin Tucker again has a huge game, one more field goal than last week. I think it's going to be Tyler Huntley. We'll see. Maybe I'm dead wrong on that. But uh, regardless of those two, Huntley or Brown, I don't think Lamar's playing. If he did, I, I think it matters a little bit. I would still take the Bengals, maybe not by seven, less than that, because he is special. And I think he does uh, change things a, a lot for how uh, defenses play him. But give me the Bengals in this one, especially assuming Lamar's out 26-19. They win uh, in, in advance to the divisional round for a second straight season. Very excited to see how this game differs from week 18 in terms of atmosphere, in terms of general football readiness, in terms of playoff football, adding an edge to things. There's certainly no love lost between these teams right now uh, with, with both teams aware of, of what they think of each other, having just seen each other. And uh, you get the rare back to back in the same stadium Week 18, week 17 back in the day, two years ago, uh, wild card rematch. And so a lot of elements that will bring a lot of energy to Paycor Stadium on Sunday night football. We get the primetime game. That's pretty exciting, I think, for these players as well. The last time the Bengals had a primetime game in Paycor, it was cut short. But prior to that, all indications I've heard, and, and Joe Burrow even in his press conference, on Wednesday called it a, a pretty electric atmosphere. And so, yep. but the playoffs returning and, and prime time returning to pay court, that should be an exciting element to watch. Should be a fun game. Should be a high energy game to watch. Really have a lot of respect for this Ravens defense and, and the speed they bring on defense, their ability to tackle well. And uh, I think that all adds up to a pretty interesting and, and fun wild card weekend matchup for more on these matchups go check out kevin on locked on ravens james and myself jake have you covered on locked on bengals the rest of the week and after the game with post game takeaways as both the ravens and the bengals are looking to advance their playoff run and that's going to do it for this crossover thursday wild card weekend edition for more make sure you stay tuned right here on the locked on podcast network Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.